Welcome to the Your House, My House podcast. Our goal is to create a safe space for conversation, like like talking talking to your your best friends. Friends that have your back, that are encouraging, and that challenge you to not only improve your life, but yourself. Hi, everybody. I'm Madison. And I'm Priscilla. And we are back for part two of our home ownership podcast. So one of the things that I wanted to pick up on was that you said that you were really proud of yourself three months into home ownership. So I guess I want to share a little bit about how it was for me because three months in, I was definitely not doing well. Yeah. You've, Um, You've mentioned this before. I'm excited to hear you talk deeper about it. So, uh... We bought our house. We had gotten married. Yep. We bought our house. Uh, all like really big positive life changes, right? And I sunk into an incredibly deep depression. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were a couple things. One would be um, a lie, like that was within my head that had been like cemented in since like childhood mm-hmm. and that would be the lie that I told myself which was that um I didn't want to be like a housekeeper I, and I to be fair mm-hmm. I always said as a child I'd rather have a bigger barn than a big house yes and that is still like a, something that I would agree yep. with um but Part of it was, like, a way to emotionally distance myself from some of, like, the childhood abuse, childhood abuse, and neat neat freak-type behavior that I grew up with. Mm -hmm. Um, And some of, like, what I almost saw was, like, home decor, like, was everything and I was like I just don't that it's that important okay so I had some of these really negative vibes towards houses and towards homemaking from how I was raised I just didn't really want anything to do with it and I couldn't I it was like a crisis of who I am as a person sure because now I was supposed to be like this homemaker and this wife. Yes, I was still supposed to be working, but at that time I hadn't really picked up my jobs mm-hmm. again. And I was having a crisis. I was like, I I know that this is like the next step, mm-hmm. but I also don't know that I can do it. Right. Um, and so, and I was overwhelmed. And I think I've talked already about minimalism and essentialism yep. eventually came in at this crucial part of my life but that was probably three to six months in I just started like digging into it but like those first three months of our marriage were like incredibly hard because I sunk into a really deep depression like and I don't want to get out of bed except to go to work Mm -hmm. depression Mm -hmm. um and part of it was just the overwhelm now Raymond had picked up a lot of the financial like pretty much all the financial um burden yep and I just felt that I couldn't mentally surmount all the boxes mm. that I had to unpack. Like, yeah. we were merging our two homes together. Together. And I was overwhelmed in stuff. I was overwhelmed in to-dos. 
and I was overwhelmed mentally about who I was. Wow. I kind of, I, I don't, I kind of feel that a little bit. Now that you're actually talking about it, I, I totally can see what you're saying because I, some of, I'm, I'm there too. A part of me is. Yeah. yeah. So that's how I went into the first, like, three months of marriage. Um, and then my mom's birthday came up which this year has not been a trigger for me um but two years ago was a big trigger okay it's like a big trigger leading into fall um leading into what used to be like winter used to be a really depressing time for me mm-hmm. not that i still don't have seasonal affective disorder but like um it would also be like a time of deep Isolation, okay. and it's not for me anymore. Okay, living in Green Bay, but um, so it was like a trigger point, and I was like, I need to go to therapy. <laughs> I can't cope. We can't cope. <laughs> we love therapy. <laughs> no, for real though. Seriously, therapy yes. is great. Mm-hmm. So um, I went to therapy, and actually, some major things got, got dredged up mm-hmm. that weren't even about home ownership. Isn't it crazy how your mind does that? How you suppress certain things and it affect it takes one certain life life change for it to all start coming forward. So, I basically I that fall I had started like some decluttering with like just minimalism stuff. I was watching a lot of YouTube videos and that was kind of helping me slowly take pieces um, like f- out of my house and understand what was serving me, what wasn't. There were a lot of things that I had tied negative emotions to that I started removing from my house. Um, and I think I finally began to understand through that process. Um, my mom had always said that my grandma would just throw things out. Okay. Now, I lived in a small house with um, 11 children. So I would be like, I need room for my children. Right, right. (laughs) Something has to go. Uh, But, like, uh, I began to understand maybe that this, maybe minimalism had, I don't know. I wasn't my grandma. I'm not my mom. But maybe minimalism offered them. Yeah. Like, even though they didn't maybe know the term minimalism, offered them something. Um, as a way of controlling emotions in the same way sometimes we use shopping to control sure. emotions. Sure. Um, so I was exploring that but what ended up pulling me out of like my depression was kind of they say this about depression it's something greater than yourself yes. that needs attending. Yep. So there were some things that were dredged up in therapy that I was like mm-hmm. I need to take care of this and it's not just about me that pulled me out of like depression and kind of like almost like moved me into a state of like action i'm having trouble here (laughs) (laughs) okay it's my apple watch so um anyway that happened but i still was you know obviously struggling with some low grade level of depression and continued like pushing through like with the minimalism thing I remember it was one year into home ownership 
and I was finally feeling like I was getting on top of the stuff. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like I was just about like on top of that mountain, um, on top of all the other personal things that I was dealing with. And I was like, okay, I think I'm kind of like starting. No. I mentioned in the previous one that, like, now my home feels like a home, and I'm right. really happy. But right. I still wasn't there a year in. Um, it was this, just kind of like this fighting, this adjusting, this dealing mm-hmm. with, like, mental lies. And I think um, probably about a year, a year and three months. Okay. Um, like, that summer... It just pieces started like coming together for me. I was like, oh, I'm actually doing this. Yeah. And I'm like confronting like um, my demons or the lies that like I fed myself or were fed to me about like homeownership and what it means to be a homemaker because I was like, can I be a homemaker and have a career? Oh, that's a good. So that can I touch on that one quickly? So for me, I um, it's hard for me because Jordan, Jordan and I are actually two grades apart. He's older than me, um, by like a good year and a half, and it may not seem like a lot, but it is. If you think about where he was at my age now, he was still in school. He wasn't, you know, he didn't have his own house at the time, you know. So right now I'm still in school. I, I'm still in school. I balance two jobs while being a full-time college student. And I definitely financially cannot put forth as much effort as he does. That doesn't mean I don't help though. Um, but I, uh, I do work from home currently and most of the time. And so I'm the one that, you know, does all the house cleaning and all of the, I get supper ready for him when he comes home and that sort of thing. And I actually don't mind that. I kind of love doing that. Um, But sometimes being home by yourself with a puppy is, it can be lonely. It can be lonely. Now, at the same time, I don't mind it. I don't mind. I think if I had like a preference, I guess maybe I would choose staying home now. Um, I'm going to school to be a teacher. So obviously, hopefully um, by next fall when I'm actually teaching in the classroom, we will be back in the classroom. Um, But I don't mind like, you know, doing the cleaning and all the things at home like a normal, I guess, housewife would do. But I don't know. Does that make sense? Yes. Mm-hmm. What I just talked about? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Um, I think, you know, part of it for me, too, was I think there's a lot of um, maybe I have personally something that I struggled with is, like, I don't think I could be a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would be good for my mental health. I've wondered that about myself. I wonder if I've I've if I had to take some time and think about that for myself if I would be good at that or if I wouldn't be good at that. Now, granted, again, I am a teacher, so I am around kids, and I've had to go to school to learn how to be around kids. So maybe that would be helpful. Maybe. But I, I mean, don't know. Yeah. Well, I think for me, part of it is because I'm a very social person, and I feel like if I gave my home life too high of a priority. Okay, yeah. Because that's what it was for me growing up. We were, like, everything. Like, there was, like, 
helicopter parenting to the extreme toxic. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I don't ever want my kids to be the center of the universe. Mm-hmm. I don't want my kids to come between my marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want my kids to come between my friendships. Mm-hmm. Now, I know, like, a lot of that is just toxic behavior, um, and it's not necessarily something that I would engage in. But, like, I did discover within this first year, particularly within the first three months, mm-hmm. um, I thought that because I didn't like the way my mother did things, I could see what was, what I, like, I thought the environment wouldn't have an effect on me. Okay. I thought I could mentally reason it. So I was like, okay, I don't like this. And I said, I lived with another family, and then I lived with two families in Madison, and then obviously I lived with my grandparents. So I was like, okay, I've seen other people do things right. in different ways. Right. Um, and the two families in Madison, um, were the two couples had this lovely relationship. You know, no relationship is perfect, but right. there was like exuded like love yep. and type of things. And even in the family that I lived with um, after I moved out from my parents, um, there was that companionship between the husband mm-hmm. and wife. And so I was like, I don't think my environment is going to have a very big impact on how I do things mm-hmm. because I think I can think through it. Mm-hmm. Um, but sorry, my phone is going off again. But then um, I developed like really toxic behaviors within that first couple months at home, mm. like overwhelmed, like blaming my husband. Like um, I, I don't even know how to like explain it all. Yeah. But I was behaving like my mother. Okay. And it created like self-loathing and hatred. Mm-hmm. I was like, how can I be doing this? This isn't what I want to do. But it was the only way I knew how to operate. operate. It was truly what I had seen for 18 years of my life, of yeah. how you run a house. Yeah. And so I was really, like, upset with that within myself. And so, like, about a year in, I had, like, really confronted some of, like, the mental things. And I no longer feel like I'm operating in that stage. That's awesome. But I do feel like if... And this is just a fear of mine. It might not be true at all. But I'm afraid that if I became a stay-at-home mom, my whole world around my house would be everything. And I wouldn't have, like, the bigger picture mm-hmm. of the world, um, you know. And then just have other goals besides my mm-hmm. house. Like, where mm-hmm. my house isn't my number one priority. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I feel like my house should be a priority. It just doesn't need to be that soul focus i think like all consuming obsessive thing is what i'm trying to say okay like it should be a focus but not an all-consuming obsessive thing which is what i feel like is what i was raised Raised to see see. so um finally getting really on top of everything with minimalism helped with my home ownership um and it really helped things for me be like more manageable more like bite-sized so that now I've created a a way that I can do my work and I have like a day a week Mm -hmm. that I take care of house tasks and it just like works for me Mm -hmm. like having that day set aside that that I take care of things and then it's like a fresh reset I love that I can release myself for the rest of the week I love that oh my gosh 
I should try that because I feel like I clean my house like every day. Yeah. It's it, weird. I, I mean, you always have to clean your kitchen because you're always cooking. Like I'm always like washing my <laughs> countertop off. Yeah. I feel like that's all I ever do is that's, wash off my countertop. Yes. The amount. If we like could add up the time in our life we spent washing, washing up our, our countertops. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, we probably spend more time on our phones, but. <laughs> right. <laughs> my gosh. The countertop though might, might take first place. Who knows? Yeah. Because every single time you, cl- you cook. There's everything all yeah. over your countertop. Yeah, and it drives me crazy. Like, it dri- and my countertops are like a white marble thing. Can I ask you, um, this is going to be a little bit of like, I know that we're not the only women, but I want to see if you have yeah. the same problem as me. Yeah. Um, does your guy wipe the countertops off? Um, actually, Jor- I will say this. Jordan is... And this, I think, is why we work so well together. He's a he helps too. So yeah, he does. He wipes off his countertop. That's counter incredible. Top. I'm still work. I'm still working on that. You know, um, the concept for a man I will that say, the though, dishes and yeah. the countertop are like one and the same. I, I will say, I've had to like. I think maybe like two or three times I've had to be like, babe, like. Y- there's stuff happening right the here. The dishes aren't done until the, the countertops But are he's wiped. actually pretty good at it. I think because he knows, awesome. like, he doesn't want me to just, he doesn't, I think he knows now, like, well, if I don't do it, the Madison's going to drive me crazy and, you know, <laughs> until it's done. So I think he's followed yeah. along into that. But Jordan actually does help. I do the majority of the house cleaning and the laundry and, um, you know, cleaning my floors and stuff. And actually, the other day, um, Monday night, I had I asked him if he could mop mop our floors, <laughs> and he literally said to me, "He goes, babe, you know this is the worst thing I hate doing the most. Like he hates cleaning the floors." And I was like, "Oh okay. my god, d- don't even right now, <laughs> don't even right now." But yeah. I think Raymond's worst thing is vacuuming, which I don't I love understand. vacuuming. I, I think too. it's so satisfying. I'm like, it's literally the simplest thing. And task. We, I buy the, um, the that powdered stuff you sprinkle over your carpet. Oh, okay. Do you Have you ever seen that? I've used, I've had people use it. I don't use it. It's helpful for us because Nova shed, Nova's starting to shed. Mm-hmm. But it literally like actually like picks up all the dirt. It's crazy. And I vacuum my living room. I vacuum my floors probably three times a week. I'm weird like that. Mm-hmm. And every time I vacuum, I where my thing is full it's crazy because it like actually like picks up the dirt but you have to like vacuum over it like i love i don't know it's okay. satisfying okay i you're gonna have to share that product you would need me. to do it it's, i, I want to try it, can now. Find it anywhere at the dollar store and stuff and i just okay yeah. and it has a good smell to it so it makes your carpet smell good okay i'm obsessed mm-hmm. i really am we had our carpets clean before we moved in but it's been two years mm-hmm. so um Totally be curious what it could Yes. 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 So I guess to like transition things to like a more positive um, spin to like give hope at the end of the tunnel because <laughs> I've talked um, about like some of the like really icky stuff yeah. that I went through with like my mental health experience that home ownership triggered in yeah. me. Um, I would say that summer. I really felt like in a good place. It finally felt, so it took me about a year and three months. I finally felt like this was my home. This was it. Like I'd fully fluffed the nest. Yes. You fully, (laughs) yes. Yes. I was finally in it and I was comfortable with who I was. I love that. And like doing the home. Like I incorporated the home into it. Like I never thought 
like, as a child, that I would be into, like, some aspects of home decor or that I would, um, I think what I learned is that my home has this ability to be a place of not only self-expression, um, but of comfort. Mm. So, mm-hmm. uh, my grandma gave me this book that I'm currently, like, reading and trying, it's not, like, totally my thing, but, like, trying to incorporate something, and it's called The Little White Cottage. Okay. And so it just has, like, little different ideas of what you can do to, like, make your home more homey. Oh, I love that. And so, like, Raymond and me are big candle people. Oh, God. We love lighting Don't candles. Don't even start talking about the candles. <laughs> I uh, probably light about three candles a day at one time. Yeah. So sometimes before Raymond gets home, I'll, like, go through the house and light all the candles. I, I, love, I love lighting candles. Oh, my God. I love candles. Oh. Yes. So it's really, for me, about, like, creating a place. Like, my bedroom is always clean, yep. which anyone, namely my family, who would have been in my bedroom as a child would have been like, what is this chaos? And it's because I was, like, I feel like compensating. The house was super clean, so I needed some mess. And, like, now I have, like, enough chaos in my life. I want, like, a place of serenity. I love that. And my bedroom is always a place of serenity. Like, the most I have to do is, like, make my bed usually. Mm-hmm. And things are things are clean because um, of minimalism. I've taken out anything that I don't need. There's not clutter. And then my living room so like my bedroom and my living room are always like really easy to stay on top of my kitchen maybe not so much <laughs> my bathroom <laughs> and then my office is always a pile of like more and you always have that one room where you just shove everything yeah <laughs> that's my office i totally feel it's that. like where all my projects are I and mean, i'm really working hard on it i've been working hard on it for like two years and i'm like i'm gonna clean my office today and he's like <laughs> Don't you say that every week, woman. Come on. (laughs) Come on. My house is a two-bedroom home. It's smaller, but it's also very spacious and open, which I really love and appreciate. And so Jordan and I, our plan is to probably stay there for a good maybe eight years. I definitely want to have my first baby there. Um, And the spare bedroom is, like, right next to the master, which I also really love because when we do have babies, it's she's, you know, Mm-hmm. I, I keep saying this. I keep referencing a she. I don't even know if I ever will have a daughter. But our baby will just be um, a short distance away, and I really, really loved and appreciated that. So that was one of my selling points for the house, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. Now that I've fluffed the nest, because I think that was the term that yes. I used, uh, it's really a place of, like, comfort and just relaxation Mm -hmm. and it's not a place of high stress Mm -hmm. you know it's just we're home we can relax yes together i love that and that's something that in the midst of like anxiety and stuff that i didn't think would be possible yeah i feel that now too i feel there's some moments where i'll be like sitting in our living room and we'll watch our show or whatever and um, I just think to myself, like, this was my dream. Like, this, the second I saw this house, this was what I was hoping would happen for us. And here we are, like, sitting in our living room in our house with our puppy, you know, and everything that decorated how I dreamed it would be. Like, this was what I prayed about. And for it to be real is a crazy, surreal thing. It's crazy to me. Mm-hmm. But it does feel, it's it, that's the thing about it. It feels like us. Our home feels like us. It has all of 
the same characteristics that I feel like Jordan and I fall under. And um, yeah, we love it there. We do. We really do. I love that. And for me, like, I also get a lot of enjoyment of, like, when I'm able to have, obviously COVID has changed things, mm-hmm. but, like, when I'm able to have people in my house, yeah. like, friends, or when I'm able to have, like, gatherings of friends, like, I'm still kind of feeling out being a hostess, okay. but, like, I really love, like, the hospitality yes. aspect that a home offers you to bring yes. other people in, in and for other people to be welcomed. And I love comforted. that. Um yeah, I'm sure my home ownership journey will continue, but like right now, I no longer feel like the home is like an overwhelming focal point mm-hmm. in my mental health. It's just, it's there. It's I love a, that. It's a place of like creativity yes. and doing things. Yes. And, yeah. Uh, home ownership, specifically the home that we've ended up having, which now I say I'd never want to leave, but. <sighs> We may end up, you know, moving eventually, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. like, it's it's just a blessing now. Oh, it's and, totally. Yeah. So I feel like that's kind of everything I have to say on that. Yeah, I think I'm excited to see where both of us go. Um, I'm excited to see where the next like three more months take me, and by that time it'll be Christmas, and then I can decorate my house for Christmas. I'm so excited. Um, but yeah. I like talking about this topic. Mm -hmm. And I guess one more thing I would say is to anyone listening, um, if you are struggling um, with your house or if you are struggling with um, perhaps routines or you're behaving in a way that you feel is like tied to your environment, like don't blame the past. The past isn't going to do anything for you. Go and fix it. Yes. Go to therapy. Um watch videos, learn about like decluttering or organizing or whatever you need to do to tackle the problems that are taking up space in the front of your mind Mm -hmm. so that your home can eventually become a place of relaxation. Love that. Love that. That's a perfect ending note. Thanks everybody for tuning in and listening to us. Once again, we are so appreciative of everybody that has listened so far. It means so much to us and we are so excited to see where we go. Absolutely. And if you've enjoyed this, we would love for you to give us a review um, and subscribe because that will help our podcast as we're trying to grow. Absolutely. All right. Thanks everyone. Did this resonate with you? Subscribe to our podcast today. Talk Talk soon. soon. So your host next week? Heck yeah! Can't wait!